Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. This week at Safeway, enjoy big savings with the BOGO sale, where select items throughout the store are buy one, get one free. With this week's BOGO sale, get select meats like Signature Farms 90% lean ground beef or boneless skinless chicken breasts or thighs, buy one, get one free. Plus, select fresh produce items like one-pound containers of sweet strawberries or containers of blueberries or buy one, get one free. Safeway, come in and explore and see what other deals you can find. Yeah, coming up in the 5 o'clock hour, we're going to have a chance to talk to the former director of communications for Mayor Eric Garcetti of Los Angeles. That's Naomi Seligman. And, of course, she is key to getting the U.S. Senate, at least for a while, to put a hold on Garcetti's nomination to be the next ambassador to India concerning the actions of his former top aide, Rick Jacobs, and Garcetti's knowledge of the sex harassment committed by Jacobs on many staff members. So we'll talk to Naomi at 5.05. All right. We have a special guest in studio here, Michael Schellenberger. Michael Schellenberger is running for governor as an independent candidate, also known as uh, no uh, political preference. I think that's how you're described on the ballot, right? But in English, you're an independent. You're not running as a Democrat or a Republican. And uh, Ken and I both thought that uh, Michael is somebody that you ought to seriously consider voting for 
to replace Gavin Newsom, um, especially in a year where the Republicans don't have a real candidate. There is one legislator up in Northern California who's nobody's ever heard of, doesn't seem to have much of a public record. And uh, a Republican's not going to get elected anyway right now. So is Michael Schellenberger the type of type of person who could beat Gavin Newsom? Well, we're going to talk to him. We've had him on the show a few times. Recently, he wrote an absolutely brilliant book called San Francisco. It was a complete takedown of the entire San Francisco government and the homeless industrial complex that has... Uh, Actually made everything worse, not only there, but it's the same story really here in Los Angeles. Anyway, Michael, welcome. Thanks so How much for having you? me. And great, great to be here. Um, wh- what kind of uh, campaign strategy have you been executing? Like, what are you doing on a day-to-day basis? Because I, I th- we know you a little bit from having interviewed you. Most of the state doesn't. You need yep. to get people to know you. Yeah. And I know you don't have Gavin Newsom's war chest. So what do you do day to day to move the ball forward and get people to not only know you, but then hear about all your ideas? Well, I mean, the funny thing is we so I have this professional campaign team now. Um, It's a bipartisan team. I've got former Schwarzenegger guys. I've got former Chesa Bodine guys. That's the progressive DA in San Francisco. So I've got, you know, Republicans and Democrats. And when we kind of sat down together, we were like, what is the how are we going to win and they were like, well, we'll just keep doing what you've been doing, which is to basically go into homeless encampments, interview people. And the way I do the interviews, I'm just very matter of fact about it. So a lot of journalists, because they think that people that live in homeless encampments are just poor, you know, there's no – that's all it is. It's just an income issue. I go into homeless encampments and I just interview people with my iPhone and I say, you know, who are you? Where are you from? You know, what's your drug of choice? You know, I ask the women, have you, you know, been assaulted? You know, and 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 I'm treated very matter of fact, and I get these extraordinary stories. I mean, basically all the women in these homeless encampments who are in the grip of late stage addiction are being sexually assaulted. Um, everybody's addicted. Uh, probably, I'd say 10% have serious mental illness, like schizophrenia or bipolar disorder. 75% probably are addicted to drugs. And then all the crime that comes with it, because of course there's really you know, three kinds of criminals are sociopathic, violent criminals who will never be reformed. They should be in prison. There's some guys who can be reformed. They need, you know, they need to go probably spend some time in jail and need to get some parole and probation and be out then with electronic monitoring and unannounced parole visits. And there's just a lot of drug addicts and they just need rehab and they need to get achieve recovery. So we've been out there really just telling that story, certainly doing a lot of fundraising, but building this movement that we I started building before I decided to run, uh, which is a movement of, you know, people that are recovering addicts, parents of kids killed by fentanyl, parents of homeless addicts, and really trying to tell the truth about what's going on because most of the mainstream media have just lied to people about the nature of so-called homelessness. They've lied about the fact that this is fundamentally a problem of untreated mental illness and addiction. Yeah, and by the way, on the ballot, I found this interesting, you're described as homelessness policy advocate. That's yeah. what you picked, huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have a lot of different hats, so we could have chosen different different hats, but but that was the one that we knew because we know that our strategy, we know we have we're the only people that have a vision for actually solving this problem, you know, which is you got to fund the shelters for people. Most people don't realize that progressives 
our, our establishment has defunded the shelters. And so when you defund the shelters, if you don't have enough homeless shelters, you can't make people go to shelter. That's why there's people sleeping on tents on sidewalks. But our policy is shelter first, housing earned. The current policy is just to give everybody their own. Is, their, well, is to yeah. I, I don't know if you followed the story here closely, but now shelters are not good enough. Many homeless people are refusing them. They want privacy. We've got two candidates. We've got a councilman named Mike Bonin that they want to build them this permanent apartment-style, full uh, supportive housing. I mean, you're saying that has to be earned. At That's the word you used. At 800000 a pop, these yeah. apartments they're building, which it, the cost is so insane. Why are they pushing this? Well, in San Francisco, I point out in the book I wrote, I, I interview people. I interview the advocates for this point blank and say, first of all, can you build, you know, we have hundred. You know, I think we have probably close to 200,000, maybe 250,000 homeless people in the state. We have a quarter million people, their own $800,000 apartment unit in Venice Beach. I mean, <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. And then it's like, well, then do you think then all these other people aren't going to come to California asking for their own apartment? Of course they would. Everybody wants their own apartment in Venice Beach. Yeah. So this is absurd, and it's not what they do in other countries, as I point out. Housing for a small number of people, particularly with mental illness or people who need long-term care, they get residential care. Like my aunt lived in a group home. She had care, but it wasn't her own private apartment in Venice Beach. Got to enforce the laws because that's how you maintain a civilization. It's also how we get people the care they need. And then you need statewide psychiatric and addiction care because we're going to deliver psychiatric and rehab, psychiatric care and rehab in cheaper areas than downtown Los Angeles or downtown San Francisco. And this the system we have is this crazy inefficient system, 58 counties, duplicative services. So I mean, it's a long uh, way to answer your question, Ken, which was homeless policy advocates. I've got a vision for how to finally solve this problem, which was created by the establishment, created by Gavin Newsom over the last 20 years, starting from when he was mayor of San Francisco all the way until now. All right, you're you're at top of your game as a homeless analyst. Appreciate that. How do you translate that into explaining all this to the people? You know, like how, yeah. how do you distill the message so that yeah. people understand, okay, this guy really knows what he's talking about? Because it's a fine line between getting into the weeds and having, you know, a, a pitch. That, yeah. that gets people excited. Well, it turned out the book wasn't enough. I mean, the book, what the book did was it sort of laid out, I debunked all the myths, like the idea that you can't afford the rent. And so you go live in the most dangerous, you know, dirty, uh, you know, sidewalks in America that doesn't happen. You know, you can't afford the rent. You go live somewhere cheaper. You move out of state, you move with family and friends. The people living on the street are suffering late stage addiction and mental illness. That's what's going on. So fundamentally now, the people who explain that best are the people on the streets. So what I did is I've just been doing iPhone journalism, you know, I, and, and the interesting, you know, people on the streets, actually, they're very lonely often. They want to tell their stories and they want the, some, some recognition from society, but I've just been holding my iPhone up and interviewing people and Twitter's great. Cause it makes you and Instagram. And I just have to reduce the size of these videos, but I've been posting these videos and people honestly describing the drugs they use, which is overwhelmingly at this point methamphetamine and fentanyl. Even cocaine and heroin are sort of uh, like heirloom drugs at this point. All right, so why does Newsom Garcetti choose not to deal with the drug and the mental illness? Why aren't they building a whole infrastructure following exactly what you're talking about? They won't do it, and they keep selling the idea that all these people just got thrown out we're thrown out by a mean landlord. 
Why do they keep doing this? I mean, everybody yeah. can see with their two eyes yeah, of course. that that's not what's going on. No. Anybody who interacts with the homeless knows that they're dealing with folks that are in serious mental distress. There's two sides to the same coin. One is money, and then the other is dogmatism or ideology. The money is if you pay a developer to build an $850,000 apartment unit, there's a lot more kickback to you in political contributions than if you pay someone $15,000 to build a shelter space for somebody. So there's a there's a financial motivation for the politicians to do this. I mean, L L Los Angeles and San Francisco are both legendarily corrupt, and they, this is how the political campaigns are financed, is with that housing money. The ideology side, and it took me, because you, you guys may know, you know, I used to be on the radical left. I am now consider myself a very moderate person. My Strategy has a combination of things that you might consider liberal conservative or they're really beyond that. But the the progressive ideology, and it was – I had to – you know, I can look into my own past and saw this. There was this idea that if, you tr if you're compassionate and kind and you're trying to help somebody, nothing can go wrong. Th that's literally the idea that there's this – progressives take offense at this. The idea that by trying to help somebody, you could hurt them. That's an offensive idea. It's not just that they don't people don't believe it. They actually are offended by the idea that they could cause harm because they're so wrapped up in this idea that they're a helping kind person. So it's just this big blind spot. And I trace in the book how, and we see it here, obviously, that here we are, you know, allowing women to be sexually assaulted in these tents that we all pass by every day. We're allowing people to overdose and die from from fentanyl. In the name of compassion. And so it's twisted, but that's what it is at bottom. That's how the system maintains itself. That's how it's maintained Hang itself. on. Yeah, We've got to take, we're, we're, take a break. We're talking, yeah, we're talking to Michael Schellenberger. He's on your ballot for governor. Uh, it is a no party preference. And he is described on your ballot as homelessness policy advocate, the author of the book San Francisco. We'll talk more to Michael when we come back. John and Ken, KFI. we got Michael Schellenberger here. Listen to uh, Michael as we uh, go through the interview. He's running for governor. Uh, I think he's a great choice, uh, and, and we could uh, defeat uh, Gavin Newsom. Uh, he's uh, an independent. He's uh, no party preference on your ballot. And uh, if you want to uh, read a great book, see, start with San Francisco as he uh, takes apart the entire homeless government industrial industry complex <laughs> so um i know you know i know we could go on for hours just about homelessness but the, the other thing that's top of mind for a lot of people in la and orange county uh is 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 the crime I, people are and i just just in my life i've never seen so many people i know spooked because they think at any moment somebody's going to bust into the house, somebody's going to bust into the restaurant, somebody's going to uh, uh, attack them on the uh, sidewalk. I mean, my wife got chased by a guy in a car uh, a couple of months back. Everybody feels like uh, at any moment their life is over because there's so many criminal people running the streets. What, what, what's gone wrong here? Yeah. Well, I mean, it turns out when you don't enforce laws, people don't follow them. I mean, who would have guessed that that would be the case? I mean, it was a bait and switch. These, uh, those, the DAs ran in San Francisco and in Los Angeles on this platform of rehabilitating people rather than incarcerating addicts, for example, which is, I think, something that most people agree with. If you can do it, that's great. 
But that's not what they're doing. I mean, they're just not prosecuting people for many, many crimes, including violent crimes. I mean, we just saw, you know, you famously, you know, we, we see all the time, um, you know, people in dramatic situations, you know, charging after somebody with a knife and the DA not prosecuting it. So that's what's going. That's the bottom line. Now, Gavin Newsom, under Gavin Newsom, thirty thousand people have been let out of prison. So we've gone from one hundred twenty-eight thousand to around ninety-eight thousand. Gavin wants to let another seventy-seven thousand people out of prison. That's what they're trying to do. So they really think that seventy-seven thousand felons are are all going to come out of prison peacefully and do what go open gardening stores I, I don't understand what do they think these guys are going to do they have a very black and white view of it they've decided that being in, incarcerated or even justice involved that's the euphemism they use is wrong and so it's there's clearly a wrong, competition what, morally, morally morally wrong yeah i mean there's a competition it's and this has been documented between soros funded politicians and remember gavin received a million dollars from george soros in the last recall uh people sometimes go it sounds like a conspiracy theory it's not george soros just funds millions of dollars of campaign contributions to people that follow his policies so yeah i mean the idea was that you're supposed to get out of prison and there's some sort of thing for you to do but these guys a lot of them got out of prison and they're in the open they're in the homeless encampments you know like i would i have to say there's we're talking a little bit about how this changed even in the time that i've been researching it from 2018 to 2022 there's a lot more dudes with tattoos on their faces um that are tougher dudes on the street than there were a few years ago these are people that and i interview a lot of people and a lot of people who just got out of prison and they go right onto the streets and they become street addicts and they engage in all sorts of crimes and they're engaging in crimes that are not just the shoplifting. That's terrible on its own. But they're engaging in much more violent crimes. That's why all that you saw the bicycles, those are people stealing bicycles. And I mean, so what's amazing about it is the criminality is so in the open right now. So, you know, the bike that we call chop shops, these bikes. Oh, yeah, they're, they're just, out in the open. Yeah, there's uh, nobody homeless doing in Camden we had near my house, they had 100 bikes on display. I'm thinking, that's 100 bikes stolen in the yeah. neighborhood. Could easily be prosecuted, too, by the yeah. way. Yeah. For that reason. So, no, they're just not prosecuting these crimes, you know. And so, we, you know, meanwhile, we, we, we lack 500 police officers minimum in San Francisco, minimum 500 in L.A., maybe 1,000. I mean, people don't know. People have this idea of Europe. Europe has more police officers per capita than we do. They have they spend more money on police per capita than we do. Policing is really good. I mean, you know, if you are worried about crime, you need more police. If you're worried about mass incarceration, you need more police because police prevent crime. There's this the radical left had had tried to promote this idea that the police don't prevent crime. It's just not true. The research is overwhelming that police prevent crime. So. You need police to, to prosecute the crimes. You need the DAs, uh, you need the police to catch people. You need the police, the, the DAs to prosecute them. Jails, prisons, I mean, you look at all these things. First, they started with psychiatric hospitals. They shut those down. Then they shut down. They're increasingly shutting down the, the, the prisons, the jails, the police stations. You're basically getting to the decivilizing process. Uh, that's what the agenda is. And this crowd in power doesn't see where this is going? Oh, I mean, I. Some or of they them, don't care. They want, there, there's a nihilism there. There's a hatred of. I mean, I always point. It's kind of like, yeah, who would have guessed that the people who are out there saying that Western civilization is so terrible would be trying to get rid of Western civilization? I mean, that's what's been going on. They teach it in the schools. 
They teach this idea that somehow this is a terrible civilization we have. It's oppressive. There's some other civilization that's supposedly better. They never specify what it is. And so they proceed to get rid of the institutions that make civilization possible, and that includes policing, that includes psychiatric hospitals, psychiatric care. It includes rehab facilities, includes homeless shelters. These are the things that you need to have functioning cities and a functioning civilization, and their goal has been to get rid of all of them. All right, there's more to cover. Do you have time for another yeah, segment? Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, we want to get get into energy. We got yeah. going to have a huge energy shortage here in the state. Probably blackouts this summer. Oh, yeah. Huge water shortage coming. Yeah. It seems like the basics of life, basics of modern life, water and energy, we're not going to have enough of, or so they claim. So, uh, Michael Schellenberger, we're on Instagram Live, by the way, if you want to uh, watch this as well. And he's running for governor against uh, Gavin Newsom as an independent candidate. He'll be on your ballot. I think you ought to seriously listen and consider him. John and Ken, KFI. Well, we continue with Michael Schellenberger. Michael is running for governor. He is on your ballot, which most of you are receiving today if you want to mail it in. Uh, he has no party preference and describes himself on the ballot as a homelessness policy advocate, the author of the book San Francisco. He also was involved, uh, actually it says here in this Wall Street Journal article on you as an opinion piece, can Michael Schellenberger beat Gavin Newsom? You describe yourself as an eco-modernist, <laughs> if you can explain that. But we wanted to move over and talk because today the California Air Resources Board says that new homes being built in the state starting in 2026 need to be powered by all electric furnaces, stoves, and other appliances. We're getting rid of the natural gas is what they want to do, and they want to make the state carbon neutral by the year 2045. Drastic reductions are going to be needed in fossil fuels that power cars, trucks, planes, ships, homes, businesses. What's your take on all this, Michael? Uh, collective insanity, basically. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, so... You know, my there's two kinds of environmentalists. There's pro-human environmentalists, which is my my people, and anti-human environmentalists. Pro-human environmentalists are pro-abundant energy, abundant water, abundant housing. Anti-human environmentalists are anti are pro-scarcity. They and so the, California's got is rich in land. We're obviously rich in water. Israel is now refilling the Sea of Galilee. They're producing so much water through desalination from their oceans. They're refilling the Sea of Galilee, exporting fresh water to their neighbors. We're in a crisis here. And Governor Newsom recently blamed climate change for the fourth year in a row of blackouts that he says we're going to have. They've also blamed climate change for the droughts. Droughts, of course, have been going on for thousands of years. But What's you can't blame nature for the failure of Gavin Newsom to build enough power plants and to build the water desalination facilities. Now people sometimes say, well, desalination is really expensive. Well then do the storage facilities. We invested we decided as voters in twenty fourteen to spend two point seven billion on water storage. They haven't built a single project. People say, well, we should do water recycling. It's a great idea. We haven't built a single water recycling project in that time. Why? Because Gavin Newsom is in the pocket of the pro-scarcity environmental groups, by which I mean Sierra Club, NRDC, EDF, the usual suspects. It's ridiculous. Do you they have want a us all to move out of California? Is that their it's, dream? It's working, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I mean if, you, if you're planning to drive people out, this the, is a perfect the, agenda they've created. The plan's working. I mean, what we should? why would we be surprised that people with an anti-human ideology are, de, are deconstructing 
are destroying our human civilization, driving people out of state, turning it into, you know, a, a completely polarized society, you know, where I was just in Pacific Palisades today, life is beautiful up in the hills. Down here, it's like, you know, it's like the movie Elysium, you know, the rich live in these up in the up in the hills yeah. and the poor are stuck in, in the poor, in the, you know, and, and for a state that says and for a governor who who says he cares about poor people of color, there's no governor that's been worse for poor people of color. We now, not like you needed Harvard to do a study, but the Harvard study just came out and found that, surprise, surprise, the kids that were kept out of school during yeah. 2020, 2021, have suffered major learning uh, delays. Uh, my daughter, 16, was kept out of school during that period. She's, you know, benefits from having parents that could provide for her in other ways. But the kids that suffered the most were poor people kids of color and in Texas and Florida where they didn't do that. And by the way, they didn't do that in Europe either, you know, enlightened Europe, which we all supposedly look to, they let the kids go back to school in the fall of 2020. So, and then did, did Gavin Newsom, what about his kids? Did his kids stay out of school for, no, no of course not. They went no. to private school and had in-class instruction. And if and nothing makes you angry about Gavin Newsom's behavior, that ought to do it. So this is, um, they have a, he, he's, you know, he's like the people in that movie Elysium, you know, Jodie Foster and her people are up in the clouds and they just don't care about the little people on the ground who have to live with the water and power shortages, the failing schools where less than half of our kids are proficient in reading, less than a third proficient in math. The kids failing the most, of course, are African-American and Latino kids who he says he cares so much about and, and, and displays all sorts of woke rituals to. And he's depriving them of, of a proper education. So it's really quite despicable, the behavior of our ruling class elites. We, there's no one that's going to be a counterweight to him like I can do it. Because the problem is, you know, the Republicans, they keep losing 62-38. Now Gavin's, you know, resorting to trying to elevate my Republican opponents because he knows he can't beat me. So that's where, you know, this agenda is going to continue unless the voters actually make a decision to elect somebody who's got a more sensible view. The The... Energy in California, we're paying, I think, 60, 70 percent more per household than the average in the rest of the country. And they, they want to shut down natural gas plants. They want to shut down the last nuclear reactor. Obviously, they don't want to burn coal. Uh, all that's left is wind and solar, but there isn't enough wind and solar, and there's no way to store the wind and solar that's right. when the sun sets and the wind stops at night. I mean, I, I, this is not a rational... No, that's for sure. It's not irrational. Remember, only Hawaii, only people in Hawaii spend more money on electricity because they have to import all of it, usually by ship, and it's often burning oil. So we spend more, which is absurd. You know, California is rich in oil and gas. Now they want to go make people more dependent on electricity as they shut down the last nuclear plant. We finally did force Gavin to at least say that he would reconsider keeping our last nuclear plant online. But we need abundant energy. We need abundant natural gas, or, and we're going to have blackouts for the fourth year in a row. And who's he going to blame? You know, every time Gavin, every time something fails because of Gavin's policies, he looks around, tries to blame somebody else. When he can't well, find anybody, he blames climate change. This isn't complicated. An eight-year-old could figure this out, that if you turn off the nuclear power plants and the natural gas plants, everything's going to go dark. Yes, I, I, this is what I don't understand. This, this is so extreme and so preposterous. You just stare at them. It's like you can't be serious. You can't shut out, shut down everything. This is you know. Remember when they when they discovered that there was this widespread looting at the Union Pacific Rail Yard in Los Angeles? He shows up and he goes, 
what the hell is going on around here? <laughs> Who's in charge? Well, you know, you are. They look around, you know, they kind of brown nose their way to these, all these guys, they kind of brown nose their way to the top, and then they get to the top and they can't figure out, um, they fall, they've done everything the experts said they should do, the so-called experts, who are actually pursuing a pretty radical extreme agenda. I mean, look at the forest fires. They're totally preventable. All you have to do is reduce the buildup of wood fuel in the forests through prescribed burns and mechanical clearing, Gavin comes in his first year and cuts the budget by $150 million the next year, resulting, by the way, a reduction by 50% of the area treated for fire prevention. The next year, we have the worst forest fires um, in recent memory. And what does Gavin do? He goes and blames climate change. So this, And then he lies about it. He says, oh, no, we treated 16, 690% yeah, more area than did treated. did lie about it. And it was exposed to their credit because they often have been quite supplicant to him, but the NPR affiliate in Sacramento exposed to this. He then runs his first ad claiming that he had this incredible record on forests. We debunked it within 30 minutes. The next day I ran my own ad. It now has more views on Twitter. People ask how we're going to win. We're going to win like all underdogs win. We, move, we work harder. We move faster. We're changing the rules of the game. They lie. We tell the truth. Newsom's record is absolutely appalling. I mean, there's no politician more responsible for the disasters of homelessness, crime, fires. We were talking about this in the news that we just heard. Two homeless encampment fires are occurring right now in <laughs> yeah. Los Angeles. Yeah. Over fifty to eighty percent of all homeless of fifty to eighty percent of all fires in Los Angeles are in homeless encampments. So people often say, Well, how much are we spending on this? Well, we have a hard time figuring out, but because if 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 fifty to three quarters of your fire department is going to just serving a population that's less than one percent of the people living in Los Angeles, it's a colossal waste of funding. We know they spent fourteen they're spending fourteen billion dollars to make the problem worse. I mean, that's the thing I think it's hard for people to get their heads around because often we think if you spend money, you make the problem better. They spend money and they make the problem right. worse. Look, you know how long we'll do one more segment? Absolutely. Uh, John and Ken show, Michael Schellenberger running for governor. Haven't heard this much sense in 45 minutes in a long time. And he's running as an independent, uh, no party preference on the ballot against Newsom. John and Ken show one more round with him, and we're live on Instagram, too, if you want to watch. KFI AM 640. All right, we're going to have a final segment here. We spent the whole hour with Michael uh, Schellenberger, who's running for governor against Gavin Newsom. He's an independent, uh, no party preference on your ballot. He's written the book San Francisco, which is a uh, complete takedown of the uh, government homeless, nonprofit, industrial complex, as well as many other issues. We've talked about this hour, crime and, and the energy and the, and, and the water. And, you know, he's a rational person. And that's what I want to talk about, because I always have two minds with what's going on in California. One is the government in this state from top to bottom is insane. So it's not liberal or it's insane. I mean, this stuff just doesn't work. And on the other hand, I think, well, people keep people voted for these uh, officials repeatedly. Uh, but I don't know anybody like this. Right. I live in the most liberal area in L.A. on the West Side. Uh, yeah, they're, they're Democrats. They're liberal. I don't know anybody who has these kind of politics that leads to the crime and the homelessness and the lack of energy and the lack of water and the whole bit that we've been talking about. What is what is the chasm here? Where's the disconnect? Yeah. Turn on his mic, if you would. <laughs> What's the disconnect? Well, I mean, look, we were sold a bill of goods. I mean, we were sold rehab for people with drug addiction and mental illness. We all want that. We've we've voted for it many times, by the way. You know, we put a tax on millionaires for Mental Health Services Act. 
But of course, that didn't actually require it. It just made it all optional. So we spend more money than any state per capita we spent on homelessness and mental illness, and we have the worst outcomes. Now, it's taken a little while. I mean, it's been decades in the making to get this supermajority of really radical left Democrats who are putting in place policies to de-civilize, you know, empty the prisons, shut down policing, reduce the police force, uh, dis, you know, disinvest from homeless shelters. So there's just not any place to require people to go into. So it took a while to get here. And, you know, we've got, we're a big Lebowski culture, you know, it's kind of like, hey, take it easy, man. You know, there's a kind of, that's what we love about here, right? We're more relaxed than in like Boston, you know, because Boston is a very liberal democratic city, but it doesn't have open drug scenes. They did have one action. They just shut it down. And it's not just because of the weather, it's because of the attitudes. But I do think things are changing. I mean, we talked before about how one of the most common phrases I hear from people in California now is they go, I'm a very liberal person, but, you know, it seems like that starts so many conversations. So look, we're in the in the midst of a full-blown backlash. The recall against the progressive district attorney of San Francisco is is going to occur on June 7th. That's also when I'll come in second against Gavin Newsom. That's going to pass. But there's a new poll just came out showing that people are in favor of it 2 to 1. That's in San Francisco, the most one of the most liberal cities in the world. They're going to get a recall against George Gascon, the DA of LA on the ballot. That's going to pass. That'll happen in November. So we're in for a pretty epic backlash. I think we're pretty well into the midst of it. And I'm going to, you know, I have a lot of confidence that we're going to come in second. I think that, you know, I'm getting support. Our polling shows I get support in equal shares from Republicans, Democrats, independents. Because if you look at the agenda, shelter first, enforce laws, statewide psychiatric and rehab, it's not a liberal conservative thing. It's just what works in every city in the world. If you go to Japan, Portugal, Netherlands, there's differences in how they deal with addicts and people with mental illness, but they're not fundamental differences. They're doing similar things. We just need to put those policies in place here. Well, we wish you luck. And, yeah, uh, you know, talking to you. Let's uh, let's keep talking as we head towards Election Day. Absolutely. And folks can go to ShellenbergerForGovernor.com. The whole agenda there. It's not just, you know, we talked about homeless. It's also pro-school choice. Parents need more say in where their kids go to school. We need energy abundance. We need this sane and rational approach to homelessness. So, yeah, I hope the listeners will go and visit ShellenbergerForGovernor.com. Definitely worth uh, reading his uh, books, uh, watching all his uh, videos and social media, going to his website and learning about all his issues in depth. Michael Schellenberger. Schellenberger for Governor? ShellenbergerForGovernor.com. Okay. All right. Thanks, Michael, for coming by. We'll talk again soon. Uh, When we come back, what do we got? Alex Stone? Yeah, he's going to talk about the Alabama prison uh, escape, and uh, there's 911 audio he's going to play of uh, the prison guard woman, this uh, Vicki White, uh, talking to her uh, her accomplice, the suspect, uh, Casey White, the murderer. Coming up next. Deborah Mark has the news. KFI AM 640. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. 
This week at Safeway, enjoy big savings with the BOGO sale, where select items throughout the store are buy one, get one free. With this week's BOGO sale, get select meats like Signature Farms 90% lean ground beef or boneless skinless chicken breasts or thighs, buy one, get one free. Plus, select fresh produce items like one pound containers of sweet strawberries or containers of blueberries or buy one, get one free. Safeway, come in and explore and see what other deals you can find. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love. Love at first listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people... It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.